Welcome to the Partnership Podcast. Over the past year, most of our episodes have inevitably touched on COVID-19. It's impossible to discuss the funeral profession without talking about the pandemic and how it has impacted so many of you in different ways. While we can see light at the end of the tunnel, and we've even been able to have some face-to-face meetings recently, reopening has paused for many of us and the risk of a further wave of infections has been growing. So today we're going to speak to a funeral director about the current state of the pandemic and how the profession has been using these calmer months to prepare for whatever the future might bring. The podcast last spoke to Helen Waffle of G Waffle and Son in Derby back during the first peak in April 2020. Today we'll find out how her business has evolved in that time and how she's preparing for the pandemic's impact on the immediate future. So Helen, lovely to see you. How are you? Uh, good to see you too, Malcolm. All good here, I think. Excellent. That's what I like to hear. Thank you. So, look, it has been well over a year since the pandemic began. And in some ways, you now have to treat it almost as business as usual, I guess. How has your business managed the challenges and changes in the last 18 months? Yeah, I think it's it's, so it's been a long 18 months, but also very quick at the same time um, <laughs> <laughs> for all sorts of reasons. We we. The initial upheaval was um, probably the busiest period of, of my working life um, where we had to mm-hmm. sort of move uh, a business that's been trading in the same way pretty much for 160 years online yeah. over, uh, overnight. That was difficult. Uh, and then as the years gone on, the changes in, in regulations um, have been my flashpoints as we've had to sort of make sure that we're up to date with all the messages to the families and to the staff in line with uh, with guidance. And then on top of that, um, that, there's been the various waves that have happened at the same time. So, so yeah. it's been a challenge, I have to say. Uh, but here we are. Still smiling. Yeah, still smiling. <laughs> well done. Now, look, when we spoke to you in April 2020, the key for you then was technology, getting the right hardware to let you do your day-to-day work for families under lockdown. Are those kinds of online solutions now a constant part of your business or are they more backup solutions for when issues arise again? And generally, what do things look like right now for your business and for your customers? Um, I think um, as we speak right now, I I hope for for the customers, things look like the swan. Uh, the upper half of the swan. Uh, um, there is still an element of the underwater element of the swan, as far as we're concerned. We, we, uh, I, I hope actually that that some of the digital stuff will stay. Uh, mm-hmm. It's made life a lot easier all round for both the families and for ourselves. Um, um, at the digital form side of it, um, yeah. and for the families who still want to, uh, who don't want to come into our office. We are able to to offer a, you know, a video call or, or telephone call. We can do forms by email, and I, I, I think that those kind of things are, are here to here to stay. I think uh, digitally wise, yeah, the, the first phase when the entire world wanted webcams and uh, and, and uh, speakers and headphones was was a challenge. But uh, it's interesting to see how how that is now evolving. Um, you know, sort of 15 months on from the initial upheaval, and and, and there's there's still new stuff coming through, mm-hmm. uh, which uh, we we try to embrace. Embrace, sorry, we uh, we're all in the cloud now. Uh, I never thought we'd get there, to be fair. Uh, but but we're, we're all in the cloud there, and 
as I said, I think hopefully, yeah, the business looks the same to the to the families that we look after yeah. behind the scenes. We're 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 working really hard to to not lose the momentum that we've gained. Yeah, sure. And, and just a follow up question there: Are you spending more on technology as a consequence? I'm, I'm just trying to understand licenses or whether you've invested at all in technology as, as a necessary overhead. Yeah, so we have. We were very much desk bound with uh, tower PCs and, and things, and uh, we're, we're just just um, about to issue everybody with a laptop, uh, which means that they right. can because uh, now we're in the cloud, we can yes. we can do it a lot easier, and and uh, that's the next. Um, a steep learning curve that everybody's going to have uh, about to fully operate within the 365 and the, the teams and yeah. uh, uh, which we've sort of always had but never really embraced so yes so uh, investing heavily at the moment specifically this month <laughs> i see thank you okay um now look one thing i know you've been involved in is the local resilience forums how has that helped your own work and do you think it's given you a wider view of how the profession is coping generally with the pandemic? That's quite. That's, that's a really good question. Uh, um, I think initially, I mean, nobody, nobody knew what they were doing initially, and then I had to fight quite hard to become the representative for funeral directors in Derbyshire on the NRS. Mm. Uh, they hadn't got a funeral director representative at all. Right. Uh, I was sort of hit then with with a lot of public. Uh, institutions. So there's the police, the NHS, the council, uh, and what have you. And, and because we're all uh, in the main, well, we are private, private, private yeah. businesses. And, and uh, so getting across what we could and couldn't do was interesting, along with actually getting them to speak to me as a private entity. Mm-hmm. Once we'd sort of ironed all that out, um, and uh, yeah, there was a level of trust they put in me um, and uh, what have you. Uh, I pretty much then was the voice of the funeral directors for Derbyshire right. into mm-hmm. the LRF. Um, and I have to say that Derbyshire were brilliant. They mm-hmm. were really quick to share information, which I could then share out with uh, the funeral directors, quick to offer support where needed. Um, and, you know, in time, they then did listen to me. Yeah. Some, some of their suggestions when uh, they thought the f- number of deaths was going to be higher were wholly impractical um but of course they haven't got the advice of yeah. those of us in it to 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 uh, fall back on so so all in all um i've quite enjoyed that that side of it mm-hmm. um it gave me contact with uh, all the funeral directors across derbyshire i've had some really right. good chats with people uh, there so i've actually really enjoyed that side of it and i think for derbyshire the lrf worked really well I hope what happens uh, within central government now is that there is a um, a bit of a directive so that each LRF is not reinventing the wheel, because that became quite obvious when speaking to colleagues on their respective LRFs within SAFE. None of the LRF heads were speaking to each other on a practical level. So, you know, there's bits happened in Derbyshire that I pinched off of Paolo, who was on the Leicestershire one. Um, and yeah, the Kent's there's, there's Kent's advice that's gone through to Derbyshire, and, you know, um, yeah. and yeah, but we were having to drive that from behind the scenes a little bit. So I hope that there comes a um, I don't know a set of instructions that LRS would follow in a situation like this going going forward. Where they, but also I also hope that they listen to the ones that worked. That's fair enough. 
Um, how onerous was it just in terms of time and frequency, given that you're trying to run your own business as well at the same time during the pandemic? It was initially quite, I, mean, I, had, I had to create the list of, of all the funeral directors in Derbyshire. Um, and of course, that list doesn't exist anywhere. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I was very lucky that you know, so SAFE were able to help me. Uh, the NAFD, I'm not a member of the NAFD, but they, they were able to help me too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but old Google helped me out a little bit. I created the list. And then we had to gauge the um, the premise sizes and the storage capacity. And I have to say that that uh, that pretty much all of the funeral directors were really helpful and support, supportful with that. And then at varying stages, it was an email around twice a week, once a week, once a, uh, once a fortnight, once a month. All of these things, the rules keep changing. And, yeah. and, and we're currently on a reporting by exception. So... so um, I email out once a fortnight, and if yeah. people are under pressure, they let me know. Okay, thank you. So, look, here, here's an interesting one. Do you have an understanding of the likely forecast or modelling for later in the year? And clearly, you know, it's in the news every day at the moment. Are you expecting another peak in your own at-need work to come with any further increase in infections in Derby? So I have um, on the council uh, website the current testing modelling, which is currently at a nice shaped V, and the numbers in Derby are now at the same as they were in April for for cases, and the the line is heading in a pretty high high straight line. Um, The the modelling that's that's been issued, there's three different um, types across across the country. That nobody and none of the modelling was done uh, with the knowledge of the Delta variant, and they obviously don't know as yet how effective the vaccines are. I think that there will be another peak. We're we're, we're very much a there's not much space in the UK, is there? Mm. You know, we we all sort of live and work on top of each yes. each other. We've not got a hundred yards between or yards, I could make a hundred meters between um, uh, houses, yeah, like they have in some of the yeah. larger continents. And uh, mm-hmm. and then there is yeah, the, there's there's certain people have chosen not to be vaccinated. Mm-hmm. So so there's there's a lot of variables up in the air. I, I personally think that there will be another peak of some some form in case numbers. I think we're heading mm-hmm. towards that now. Whether yeah. that will transfer across to deaths that affect us as as, as funeral directors, mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. I should imagine. I expect that there will be some more deaths, unfortunately. But yeah, I'm a bit fearful for this next winter. I think personally. Well, yeah, I was going to say. In any case, as we run into autumn and winter, whether it's COVID nineteen or flu, you know, generally you guys know. Uh, that you're likely to be busier, aren't you, one way or the other? Yeah, and I think what was interesting last winter is that there wasn't much flu because the the, the, the same reasons you don't catch flu as the same reasons you don't catch COVID. Exactly. <laughs> Fair point. Okay. Um, is there anything you feel the profession or your own business would struggle to prepare for now? And what is your biggest concern as you start to look forward six months, say, to the end of the year? I think, um, as I've just referred to, the unknown um, mm-hmm. it, would be our biggest biggest threat. I have to say that keeping the staff safe is is difficult because yeah we're 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 sort of in it and operating and carrying on as as normal on so many levels, and and yeah remembering to distance and to, yeah, yeah to, to sort of do all the follow all the guidelines all mm-hmm. of the time, especially when there's not much COVID about. Um, yeah. It sort of breeds uh, an element of. Um, 
Um, so sort of complacency almost, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, thank you, Mark. Yeah. I think, you know, if I was um, to sort of check everything, anything out there to, 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 to anybody, it would be to continually to remind staff to, to, to look after themselves and follow the guidelines. And, and just, just talking staff for a moment then, have you caught up in terms of most of your staff are up to date with holidays? So you're back to a normal sort of routine of summer holiday coming up? <laughs> yes and no. Yeah. So what we did in the end last year uh, um, uh, is that we, we said to everybody, look, you know, couldn't have any holidays. Our year runs July to June. Uh, and we has, historically have a lot of staff off in May, June anyway. Mm-hmm. And, and so we said to, to, to all of those, tell you what, you know, um, we'll um, uh, share your, your unused holidays over the next two years. Mm-hmm. Uh, not uh, not thinking on any level that this year will be just as bad as last year. Uh, um, so yeah. we're just in the throes of, it seems to me, everybody's on holiday. But yeah, uh, now um, pretty much uh, everybody except me has had a good holiday. Um, I'm clinging on to the hopes of getting away some stage in July. So we talked on that about that earlier. So are you definitely going to get away for a week for yourself? Uh, I, well, uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. So, so my holiday that I booked for last year has moved to this year and is in the balance. I'm waiting for uh, permission from uh, Jet2. So uh, yeah. uh, with the following winds and everything crossed, hopefully I'll get there. Uh, and if all else fails, I will close my laptop and give it to my neighbour so that I can't work. I was, that was the one last thing I was going to ask you. We talked about technology. So does that mean when you go on holiday, you do leave your laptop and your phone behind? Uh, yeah, well, yes. Yeah, I'm a bit unsure about the phone. Uh, I've got the family connected there. It's all right. Really that, that's all right. That's allowed. Yeah, yeah. But my laptop, uh, I've already uh, jokingly said this to somebody that if I have to stay in this country, I'm just going to uh, don't be tempted to take my laptop. I'm going to give it to them. So. <laughs> Quite right, too. Quite right, too. Helen, that's lovely. Good to catch up with you. And thank you for sharing your insights over really how you've managed the pandemic. And good luck over the next few months and beyond. And I do hope you get your week away. All right. We've heard it here on the podcast. <laughs> thank you, Malcolm. Thank you. for listening to golden charters partnership podcast if you have any concerns around covid19 for many of you your local resilience forum will be best place to help as is your trade association and your golden charter business manager is also available to support you wherever you feel they can you can find our previous episodes on goldencharter.buzzsprout.com or on a range of podcast apps or you can contact me at malcolm.flanders at goldencharter.co.uk if you have any suggestions or requests or want to get involved yourself. Thanks for tuning in and I'll talk to you next time on the Partnership Podcast.